time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide. Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Chet Waterhouse. Oh, brother. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, sports talk show host extraordinaire, Colin Coward. We're going to be talking to Colin in just a second. When they were passing out guts, this coward kid got back in line for second helping. First, let me thank uh, my new podcast hosts, StarburnsAudio.com, home to the Sklar Brothers and Joe Coy, Paula Poundstone with Adam Felber, so many other great shows. Check them out. Also, my stat man, Jeff Cesario, new comedy album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere. Recorded at the legendary Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Pick it up. We got Advice Corner today and Fiery Four with Great show. And as always, before we get to my guest, the tantalizing Colin Coward, time for the Waterhouse Update brought to you by Bananas, the banana guaranteed to ripen tomorrow. Baseball, the cardboard cutout industry swamped. Dodgers signed Mookie Betts to a 12-year deal right about when my social security will dry up. 11 Florida Marlins test positive for coronavirus and will be quarantined for 14 days at a strip club to be named later. Marlins organist played Nana Hey Hey Goodbye and has not been seen since. Fox Sports Baseball telecast replaced empty seats with colorful bait worms. That wrap-up sponsored by Hopscotch, the scotch that brings out the kid in you. NBA, Mavs Kristaps Porzingis forgot to take his COVID test and was whisked away in a minivan by unmarked (laughs) federal troops. He'll serve his quarantine at It's a Small World Medical Center. This just in, LeBron James has now cut his beard into the shape of the Twilight Zone door. That wrap-up sponsored by I'm Not a Fan, the portable fan that's as soft as a judgmental whisper. Ultimate fighting, Dana White announced UFC 263 will be held in the matrix on Lawrence Fishburne's thigh. Golf, the union of polite applauders demanding the PGA furlough them with pay. NFL trade, Seahawks get safety Jamal Adams from the Jets for two first-round picks. Yeah, that's right. And a gorgeous Frappuccino machine. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1913, the place Paris, France, the 11th Tour de France, won by Belgium's Philippe This. When asked how he did it, he said, oh, a little of this, little of that. This Waterhouse Update brought to you by Spineapple Juice. Drink away bad posture with Spineapple Juice. Now, finally, it's talk time. My guest today, this guy hones in on an opinion like a drone trying to get a shot of Meghan Markle in a tankini. For my money, the best sports talk show host in the business, Colin Coward. You have Colin, uh, you uh, redeemable energy. You, bring, you have the best energy in our business. Thank you very much. Uh, it kind of drops off a cliff on a lot of the other requirements, but I'll take the energy. Listen, you grew up in the, in Grayland, Washington, which is sort of a Scottish seafaring no man's in yeah. southwest Washington. The big city was Aberdeen. Yeah, it was. I cannot believe you know that, that, but you do your homework. That's where you could see a gal with a skirt above her knee. You had to go to Aberdeen. Yeah, I grew up in a fishing village. Uh, Washington State's got poor weather. I was indoors a lot and honing my broadcasting skills, but it was not a it was not a mecca. 
It's, now, it's is not- that where you first locked in and you said, you know, I have to go somewhere with a lot of people. I just have the chemical build to be somewhere where there's more people where I can talk a lot and get into the action. Did, did that strike you as a kid? Yes, I think. Uh, yeah, when you're a small town, I played wiffle ball by myself. Now, that's a small town. I didn't even play wiffle ball. That's a small town. That's other- also a good curveball. That's a that's a mean curveball when you. You can pitch it, run, pick up yes, the bat, and bunny, hit it. You know, scenario. Yeah. <laughs> right. So my town did not have a radio station. Aberdeen, which you noted, had a radio station, KXRO, and uh, they had a sports update guy, and that was it. That was the closest thing to a sports station for an hour and a half. So I had to leave. So you had to you had to get out of there, but before you did, QB and hoop star at Ocosta, the Wildcats, which is quite frankly a blown nickname opportunity. <laughs> I mean, really, the Acosta Livings, the Acosta <laughs> Bobs, the Acosta Ocelots, anything Wildcats—that's horrible. Nick, tell me this: your best or favorite memory as a QB, high school QB? In Washington, well, what's the moment sticks out in your mind? All right, I wasn't very good, but Chet, we played in lousy coastal Washington weather, so it rained for almost every game outside of September. And we played, we played a team called Willapa Valley. I wasn't very good, and we went to overtime. And my coach called a quarterback sneak. I did it, and my face, the field was so wet. It was like a cranberry bog. It, it got <laughs> stuck in the mud. <laughs> and so I came up and I couldn't see and I scored the winning touchdown, but I couldn't make eye contact with teammates. And it was my, it was a one yard quarterback sneak, which was the highlight of my high school football career. That is an impressive memory brought to you by sugary drinks, hydrate, carbohydrate, and gesundheits, the leotards that help cut your sneezing in half. Now you grew up, as you said, there's like no broadcasters around. You, you love newspaper columnists. You think that opened the spigot that gave you the, the muscle to speak at length on any topic? Because those guys could be flowery. They could be to the point, but they always kind of dramatized what they were doing to bring it to life in print. Did that maybe get in your head and you go, oh, I think I could wax poetic well, here. I was, I was, I was, uh, Chet, you probably read a bunch of columnists. We didn't have social media. We didn't have cable TV talk radio. So I grew up with local sportscasters, you know, my local sportscasters on the ABC, NBC, CBS affiliate and columnists. And uh, my favorite local sportscasters had opinions and my favorite columnists were opinionated. And I liked Howard Cosell. So I liked opinions. And uh, out of college, I got a job doing play by play on baseball. And I didn't like the travel and I didn't like being in hotel rooms by myself for hours at a time. I thought it was depressing. And Chet, I like to have, I like to Chet have a good time. And yeah, you're a people person. (laughs) Thank you. You're a people person. We're both both people persons. And I didn't like being in a Marriott in Tucson (laughs) by myself for hours, Chet. I wanted a life. And so talk radio, I can go home. I can see my family. I can go out. I got my nights off. You know, this is the stuff, Chet. 
yeah. that you thought about when you in your career. Yeah, sure. When I was doing the interstate barehanded culvert hunt, staying at the budget tell, they got a suite at the budget tell named after me. Uh, and incidentally, that plug brought to you by the Marianas trench coat featuring the deepest pockets in the business. <laughs> now, Portland, <laughs> Portland may be where it all started to kind of gel for you, where, where uh, you may have been doing as anybody would, whether it's music, uh, announcing, sports, uh, art, whatever it is, you're pulling from various sources. You're kind of a little piece of a lot of influences. And then all of a sudden, it starts to kind of make its own goo. And you start to think, ooh, I, I got something here that's me. Was that Portland for you? Uh, I was real raw in Vegas and made a bunch of mistakes. And then by the time I got to Portland, I felt like I was, um, that's a good way to put it. I was, I was kind of sandpapering my talent. I was kind of like getting the edges off. I, I'd had so many reps, so many years. I felt like, I, yeah, you're right, Chet. I felt like Portland's where it came together. And the first time in my life, I thought, you know what? I'm going to send some tapes out to the big companies that do this nationally. And um, yeah, that, I think that was the first place. It kind of, I like the way you put it. It was like, uh, it came together. Where was your come together place? Well, first of all, no one's ever said, I like the way you put it to me which I'll take that as a massive compliment. That's going up on a, I'm etching that in wood on my wall. Uh, I think it coalesced for me, of course, in Cheddar Falls, Wisconsin, where I am now and have been for 11 years. Yeah. The voice of international speed fishing, which as you may know, is a combination of speed skating and ice fishing. Uh, won by traditionally Norway, 11 of the last 12 years. Japan snuck in there for a year. They're tricky, the Japanese, very technologically oriented. They uh, wove a pattern around wow. the ice fishing hole at about 23 miles an hour, five guys. It's an amazing sport. I'll, I'll invite you up there some year. Now, listen to me. You sent out the tapes, ESPN kind of snaps. Now, you, it snaps you up. You go there. It's kind of the IBM yeah. of sports. It's very corporate. Yes. Not too big on personalities. Was it a bit of a culture shock for you today? Um, it's a really big company. Um, I, I I think they didn't know quite what to do with me initially. I didn't do play-by-play. -play. I wasn't an anchor. I wasn't a traditional host. I was just really opinionated. I wasn't a classic journalist, although I understood the principles of journalism. I have sources if I think I have a real story. It took them a long time to figure. And I got lucky. A couple executives said, you know what? You're just, uh, you're kind of different than what we have. And we're going to highlight the fact that you're kind of a theorist and you have kind of how this whole thing works. And then they kind of put their arms around me, promoted a book, uh, created a different TV show. Um, it was, it was an odd pairing for the first three or four years. Uh, it was, it's a good way to put it. It was IBM. It was corporate. It was safe. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was, um, it was a gigantic factory. And then after about 10 years, I got tired of working at a sure. sports factory. I wanted to yeah, go and, somewhere and else. safe may be the key word there. Cause you're yes. somewhere Fox where they, where they let you be a little more dangerous, where they let you walk the edge a little bit. And, and yet you're a firm believer in, in, in giving the boss what they want to try at least. Uh, uh, you know, you're willing to go, Hey, the boss wants to pair me up with this person. Let's give it a whack. Uh, boss over here wants to, uh, even when I listen to you on the radio, you know, you know, people call in and they're like, Hey, what about so-and-so? And you go, Hey, they own the team. It's their team. They get to run their team the way they want. Uh, but at Fox, you found a nice, uh, you found a gap 
uh, between the tackle and the guard, and you slip through, and a uh, coward's <laughs> loose. Look out! He's in the defensive backfield. He's well, gone. I don't think I'm subversive. Uh, my friend, I have a friend, Bill Simmons. He can be a little subversive toward corporate America. Dan Levitard, very talented, can be a little subversive. I don't think I, I don't think that's my uh, my DNA. I don't think that's my makeup. Um, I like to make my bosses occasionally uncomfortable. But Chet, as you know, you got to pay the bills, Chet, and you yeah. got to be good to advertisers. You got to be good to your bosses. And when you're doing your speed fishing, if you yeah. tick off your number one sponsor, you're not you're not the play-by-play guy of speed fishing anymore, right? That's right. Speaking of uh, this portion of the broadcast, brought to you by KafkaAsk.com. Ask any question and get a befuddling answer <laughs> at KafkaAsk.com. And tea when there's no other choice but scalding water. Try tea. All right, buddy. Uh, here's what I think is your ID. Here's what I love about you. You're a good bad ball hitter. You're like Rennie Stennett. You'll hit wherever they throw it. Get it on the bounce if you have to. You will hit it. You will make contact every time. And you drill down till you hit real life. You're like a frag, a fracker on illegal <laughs> land. You're, you're like you will drill until you hit something, and then you'll get the hell out of there. But that's really important. Because you, you you grow roots. It's not just sports. You find a bottom to it that relates to anyone who's not even interested in hockey or soccer or whatever you might be talking about. You find a bottom to it. Chet, you are very thorough. That's a um, the Rennie Stennett. Uh, first of all, any pirate 70s reference. <laughs> Al Oliver, <laughs> Frank Tavares, Bill Madlock, Manny Sangi and Dave Parker, Chet, you and I should go drinking because we loved 70s National League baseball. Oh, yeah. You got to love it. It was the best. And the, and you got to love and a Tony Clonger. The Brewers on the other side, the and they had Gorman Thomas. Yeah, and sure. And all the big hitters and the twins. Yeah, had they Peru. had Vukovic and they baseball had. Baseball uh, was great in the 70s, Chet. Sisto Lascano. Yeah, there's a name nobody's nobody's well, I used. Remember Sixto, no. Lescano. Sixto hasn't even used that name in a while. <laughs> All right, listen to me. Uh, uh, we're, we're we're diving right in because I I know you I know you got a billion things. Uh, you anchor. You got sports coverage. You go on other shows. You got your own podcast. I'm pretty sure uh, you do the weather over on the Fox Sports Business Channel. I got a bona fide big time sports talk guy with me. Time for advice corner. Actual takeaway from the great Colin Coward. I'm going to ask you five questions because, as you know, Colin, there could be a kid out there in his version of Grayland who's listening on the radio. It's crackling. It's barely coming in. And he's thinking, maybe, maybe I could get out of this shithole of a town and make something of myself. <laughs> I'm going to ask you five questions. I just give straight up answers. We'll see if we can't help somebody out there. Number one, tip for absorbing your preparation uh, quickly, but effectively, because you prep so hard, but you it slow you down. What, what, what would you, what would you suggest for someone trying to absorb that um, a little quicker? Listen to others, work well with others. You don't have all the answers come into your prep with an open mind, looking for the best content, not just your ideas of what you think is the best content. Wow. That's a good one. Trust team. Number two, your favorite travel tip, even though you hate travel. Hate it. <laughs> what do you do anytime you're on the road that makes it a little bit easier for you? Never, ever check a bag. 
be willing to do wash or dry cleaning at the hotel, be efficient, carry on your luggage, eliminate inefficiencies on baggage carousels. So live in your own pod, essentially. Respect yes. others, but let them do. Yes, I love that. Number three, best way to end an interview that is not really going well, and you need to bail on it, but you don't want to insult them or get in some weird hot water. What's the best way you found it to truncate an interview? Play to somebody's vanity. If they're rigid, if it's clunky, play to their vanity a little bit. Um, give them an easy one. Make them feel like they're winning the interview or or. Uh, it, it is complimentary of them. Uh, I often interview stars or big personalities. If I feel it's a little tight, play to their vanity a little and maybe get a break. That's a good one. Number four, the one thing you need to do sports talk radio. If you're, if you're a person out there thinking about getting into sports talk radio, what's the one thing you would say absolutely bottom line that you need uh, to, to want to do sports talk radio? Uh, be curious. I like to read. Uh, I like experience things. Um, I think that keeps you current. My wife always yeah. says that Chet, be current, be yeah. fresh. You know, I don't want to be doing, um, you know, you do commercials. I don't want to be doing Winnebago commercials when I'm 90. I, I want to be current. I want young people yeah. to like me. You don't, you don't hey, do I strive for Winnebago. That would be a, a rung up Winnebago. <laughs> you do a, you have a sports car. Uh, sponsor. Yeah, Miserati, the Jewish sports car. That's yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's a really your best sponsor. Thank you so much. Question number five. <laughs> your energy's flagging. What's your go-to pick-me-up? Uh, I would say a Diet Red Bull. About once a week. You know, some, sometimes, I don't know about you, but I'll have a cocktail sometimes. And yeah. the next day I get up, yeah, sure. uh, Chet, you're a little sluggish for the speed fishing. Yeah. You went out, sure. took the lady out. And uh, halfway through a show, a Diet Red Bull kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of bring get fastball yeah. in the mid-90s. Yeah, nice. I uh, I occasionally take a blast of monkey testosterone right into the eyeball. That advice corner brought to you by the Thunderburps, the Air Force belching team. <laughs> now it's time for the Fiery Four. The Fiery Four. Oh, these are sports takes hotter than Joy Taylor when she's got a big meeting right after your show. And she's dialed up for that. That's how hot these are. Now, I kind of, I'll admit it. I heard you're blazing five. And I said, I got to come up with something like yeah. that. So, uh, and I didn't want to go to six because that's too much work. Yeah. So I took it down to four. This is the fiery four. Fire number one. Could the shortened baseball season convince baseball to shorten a real season? I'm hopeful that is true. I think yeah. I think urgency, it works for everything. Baseball ratings are up from last year, 189%. And it's urgency. Yeah. Not just the players. Players are the same, right? It's urgency. I think we're a, a, a caffeinated nation. I think we're, we got our phones and we're all distracted, Chet. And I think uh, if you can create a, you've got to watch this game, it, it brings people in. I just think it's harder. We're more distracted. We've got yeah. more things going on in our life. There's more like this. People just have so many options. Create urgency. It sucks them in. And I think baseball could do much better with 100 games or 120, not 160. I believe you. Fire number two. If the NFL plays, who's going to have the better record, Mike McCarthy or Matt LaFleur? Uh, I'm going to go with Matt LaFleur. 
uh, worked together with Aaron last year. And I do think their draft, though maligned, had a vision. The Packers draft had a vision. Um, unlike some teams that feel like they're just collecting players, Green Bay went with a blocking tight end, a power running back, three interior linemen. When they play at San Francisco, they're going to be much more physical up front. I like the – I don't even have to agree with the vision. I like yeah. the vision. Uh, Dallas has a new coach with a quarterback who liked the old coach. I think the Giants are going to be better this year. Philadelphia is better. So I think LeFleur and Aaron Rodgers are a playoff combo. Knock on wood. Fire number three. You're in a bar fight. You can only pick one person to help you. Do you take Dateline's Josh Mankiewicz or Dateline's Andrea Canning? Chad, I've never been asked that before. Uh, <laughs> Josh has kind of a snarky uh, uh, lethargy. That I don't know. I I don't know if he would be snarky lethargy. I don't know. I don't know if he'd be up for the task. So I'll go with the um, other person, Andrea Canning. Yeah, always a fireball. And finally, fire number four. If they play it right, what sport will benefit most from the pandemic, from this crazy time we're in? If they play it right, what sport could come out the other end? I actually think the MLS tournament has been really fun, kind of European, very global soccer feeling. I think the MLS has done a really good job. I've watched more MLS in the last month, Chet, than I've ever watched. And I like soccer. It, it, I think they did it right. I think this tournament they're doing, uh, I've had friends tell me they've never watched this much MLS. And I think they were smart. They had some viruses. They, you know, two teams, Dallas, Nashville, they just canceled them. So yeah. I, I'm going to go with that. I think, I think they've done, I think Don Garbers deserves a tip of the cap. They've done a very good job. Look out lacrosse. It's soccer coming out the other end of this thing. That fiery four brought to you by needle and thread, the Amish bedazzler and grampoline, <laughs> the goose down grampoline for retirees. Easy. Does it with grampoline. Now, uh, before we wrap this up, you may have a pop quiz for me. You do. All right. That's uh, this is uh, now we have a theme song for the pop quiz. The great Colin Coward is going to ask me, Chet Waterhouse, three questions with actual answers. I'm going to try to guess them. Here's the theme song. That's not something you're going to hear at a El Conquistador no. in Phoenix. You're not waking right. up to that. Very popular 70s song. More than a feeling. Name the band. Oh, Damn it. And a feeling, but a journey. I'll Boston. take a shot. Oh, damn it. All right. I should have known Jet. that. All right. Here's a second one. Name two songs from the Eagles. Two songs from the Eagles. Take it to the limit. And uh, let's see. Uh, sweet doll, you get the best of my love. I don't. Yeah. Oh, sweet darling, you get the best of my love. It's a ballad. I know it doesn't sound like All it right. in my Finally. voice. Finally. That's a tie. We're tied up. I got you the rubber question. Finally. All the members of the Beatles. Oh, let's go. Uh, John Lennon, Paul McCartney. Ringo Starr, 
and uh, Georgia, what's his name? <laughs> Georgia, George, that Harrison, guy. that George Harrison. Uh, I was going to go George Best, but Pete, uh, Best. That was Pete Best, their first. That pop quiz I lost brought to you by Roberta Flack Jacket. You're not killing me softly or loudly <laughs> in my Roberta Flack Jacket. My guest today, the tongue-tastic Colin Coward. Follow Colin on Twitter at Colin Coward. Catch the herd on Fox Sports 1. Catch his podcast. Buy his books. Uh, the guy's tremendous. Colin, thank you so much. That for was great. Me. And uh, that's it. That was fast. Yeah, I, bl I blast through this, usually because I have rehab. I have two bad knees. One of them I did surgery on myself. That one in particular is trouble. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and follow my comedian buddy at Real Jeff Cesario. His album, What Was I Thinking? Streaming now everywhere. Thanks to all of you for listening and my new hosts, StarburnsAudio.com. If you want more of me this weekend, Colin and everyone, I'll be at LAX for JetBlue's Battle of the Middle Seat. This is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.